0: This episode is brought to you by Kimpton Angler's Hotel South Beach, Miami's sophisticated chic retreat at the center of it all, with stylish accommodations ranging from airy studios and lofts to spacious spa villas and poolside bungalows. Together with the hotel's rooftop pool and sun deck, second adult pool, lush gardens, and inspired restaurant and cocktail lounge, guests enjoy an unmatched sanctuary-like experience in the heart of South Beach. For more info or to book your next day, visit www.AnglersHotelMiami.com and follow them at Anglers Hotel on Instagram or Anglers Hotel Miami on Facebook. Girls
1: is the driven women's guide to love life and business hosted by the boss ladies alex and gabby combined their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you you're listening to girls gone boss
0: Makeup artist turned entrepreneur Gabriela Trujillo launched Alamar Cosmetics in 2018. Born in Cuba and raised in Miami, Gabby discovered her love for makeup thanks to her mom, who was a cosmetologist. At 18, Gabby began her career as a professional makeup artist and hasn't turned back since. At 25, she took the leap to launch her own line and chose to marry her makeup artistry skills and cultural background. The brand was named after Gabby's childhood neighborhood in Havana, Cuba. Her product line consists of two beautiful eyeshadow palettes that speak to her native roots, but also Miami's very bold tropical lifestyle. Reina del Caribe Volume 1 and recently launched Reina del Caribe Volume 2. Gabby is here today to share her journey with us. Hey
1: everyone, it's Gabby and this is another episode of Girls Gone Boss. And my girl, Alex, how are Hi. you? I'm <laughs> Fantastic, how are good. you? I'm very good. I'm excited because we're bizac. Angler's Hotel. Come on, I love the Anglers. You walk into this uh, lobby and it smells like seriously, like someone just sprayed.
0: It smells like Anthropology. Anthropology, right? I love that
1: bronze. Like
2: it looks like earrings. That wall, so pretty. I want to take a picture.
0: Did did you see the chandelier? It's crystals. Oh, I didn't notice. It's so beautiful. I came in fast, but it it was beautiful. The whole place looks beautiful. So they're
1: just graciously. Keep bring us yeah, back. So we're like gonna keep us. coming back. I love yeah, it. So awesome. thank you, Anglers. And yes, here that beautiful voice you hear is our friend and girl Gabby. Hey, Gabby. Hi, <laughs> Gabby. <Togaya.
0: laughs> How are we gonna do this? Because Gabby can Gabby, so we gotta give it be Gabby T Okay, perfect. We'll I've do, always do that. Been Gabby just in tea case. my whole life. There's always at least
2: three Gabbies in my grade growing up, so that's true. There's a like at least three Gabbies at
1: my job. Exactly. So I'm Gabby O.
2: Yes. Have you always lived in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be like that forever. And are you
1: with one B, Gabby?
2: One B. And one a Y. B, one Y. Yes. Yeah, simple. Four don't
1: letters. I hate when people do it with an I or two B's. The only thing that used to stress me out was the double B. I
2: don't know why. Who I'm does like, that
1: though? Gabby. Like who,
2: like, who does? Do we? I think it's because of
1: Abby's. Oh, you know what I mean. Like the Abbeys yeah. of the
2: world are double B's. So then they're just like put a G in the front. I'm like, that. no, it's actually just
1: the one. But do you like to be called Gabriela? It
2: doesn't bother me at all. I, I think take it's such way. a beautiful name. Yeah, I think Gabriela is very sophisticated. I, I feel like so I need to earn it, though.
1: Neat. You know, sometimes I feel like I need to present myself, oh, hi, I'm Gabriella. Yes. It'll be, like, so weird because it's, like, so grand. Yes. I mean, we are grand. Yeah, there but, are specific
2: situations where I actually do present myself as Gabriella. I'm like, okay, girl, yes, you yes. are Gabriella. <laughs> yeah. It
1: depends if I'm, like, with adults. I feel the <laughs> like, same I, way. Know? Or when, like, someone
0: writes me an email, they're like, hi, Gabriela. I'm like, damn. yeah, This would be serious.
1: Maybe And then I'm like, no,
0: that's my name, girl. I get it. Because people, when they call me Alexandra, it kind of like spasses me out. I'm like, no, that's not my name, even though it is. I know. Do you prefer Alex? Yeah. Everybody calls you Alex. Mm -hmm. Always. So when someone calls me that, it kind of, it throws me off.
1: But you know what? I'm going to start using Gabriella more. Yeah. That's going to be my alter ego. That's going to be my my, Sasha ego. That's That's going to be what our parents wanted, right? Like my mom fell in love with the name Gabriella. Like she calls me that a lot. No, it's gorgeous. And it goes with you. Gabby's are super fabulous. Oh, thank and you And so you're much. with your neon <laughs> top. Oh, and yeah. What's Eyebrows. Part. I'm
0: a Pisces. Okay, I like Pisces. You're what are you the water guys? Sa- signs? I- I'm a Virgo. Okay, Taurus. Oh, you guys are a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, we are. Know, twins. <laughs> are. And my brother's a Taurus too. So yeah, That's awesome. I, to love, I love <laughs> Tauruses. They're,
2: I get along with them really, really well. They help me. I feel secure around Earth signs. I feel. Yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah, I feel like you guys actually like take charge of situations, like make everything set up. Like I have good ideas, and I'm here to like be a part of it. But I don't logistically know how to make things happen. I'm just like. Mm. I need an internet which you
1: have built a great team, which we'll get into. But let's start just from the beginning. We have this amazing, fabulous entrepreneur, young entrepreneur here, who I'm like, wow. If I knew what you knew back then, I'm like, shit. Thank you, guys. So tell us your start, how you get started. You know, on everything that you're doing.
2: Well, OK, so I think I'm going to start off with, um, I guess, just graduating high school. I went to Hyde High. Lehigh. I graduated when I was 18. And um, right off the bat, I went to FIU. Um, and I I mean, I thought I always wanted to go to school. Like, that was very important in my family. Like, you know, you have to get a degree and whatever, I go to school, all that <laughs> stuff. So I was like, OK, so I was studying psychology. And um, I hated it so much. Like, I could not get myself to go to school. It was so depressing. I would, like, drive there drive around the parking lot and be like oh no parking <laughs> leaving like I would just oh my god it was so bad so any excuse to get out of there literally <laughs> like any I'm like oh there's construction oh man oh the youth fair is going on it's gonna be way too packed I should just stay home like oh it's, it's raining today <laughs> oh my god rain are you kidding me I can't leave the house if it's raining <laughs> so I realized I'm like I can't I can't keep this up like I lost my scholarship I you know I had so many um, absences it was just I was like I, I need to do something I actually look forward to doing so I convinced my mom to let me go to a school called Cosmics which is like a makeup academy in fort lauderdale um so i had to drive there twice a week for four months um and it was great it was from six to ten on Tuesdays and Thursdays I remember that and I was the youngest person in my class like everybody in my class was like women that had already started careers and weren't happy they were feeling what I was feeling but they were much older you know they had kids whatever a lot of them were like HR reps or like insurance adjusters or whatever and they just wanted to try something different so I was like the baby of the class and everybody was so great to me and I learned so much and I think that's like my first set like my first like set of like incubation and like and like in like inspiration if that makes sense like the first group that of people that made me feel like oh man I can actually do something like I don't know that was the first group of women I really and in turn I
1: think you were probably inspiring them like wow I think so
2: too and even some of them I still talk to them on Instagram and like we've all gone on and done different things a lot of them really did leave those careers that they built to go pursue makeup even way later in their life and I think that's so amazing so that was that was a really big part of it I think and then after leaving cosmics I just freelanced I did a bunch of um prom girls and weddings and just like one-off clients. I had the privilege that my mom owns a spa in Miami Lakes. Um, It's called the Dragonfly. Shout out, mom. And she's always had a lot of female clients who would be like, oh, you do my daughter's makeup, do my cousin, do my aunt. So I was able to like, you know, do a lot of faces and practice a lot. But did you do like your friend's makeup in school? Oh my God. I was that person. So you
0: loved makeup from an early age? Oh,
2: extremely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom went to beauty schools of America to be an esthetician. And um, part of that um, like degree, you have to take makeup classes. Even though she wasn't interested in the makeup part, my mom was all about skincare and like rejuvenation and youth and all of that, um, she would bring a lot of that home and a lot of those lessons home and all the makeup that she had to build for her kids. So I was obsessed with makeup from as early as I can remember, I think. Yeah. So your mom's your inspiration. Oh, hundred percent. And everything. She's a Pisces too. Oh, okay. She's, she's like goals in every sense of the, of the word, like spiritually, um, in her work ethic, like way more than me. I, I just, I can only wish to like get to that level of like clarity where i can time manage the way she does and all of that i'm kind of just like pretending to be her most of my life so um yeah so i was always doing my friends as favors and everybody would always tell me like oh you should charge for this like you could charge you could you know build a little empire you could do a bunch of clients and i'm like oh my god like are you kidding me like yeah right at the time it wasn't like now it was like makeup artists were only successful if you were like in la if you were like mario you know what i mean right yes
1: so, yeah. Um, which Mario works with, like, Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And all of He's
2: like, cele- like, if you weren't doing, like, movies and celebrities, like, you weren't making money doing makeup. Like, that's facts. Unless you worked for, like, a counter. But that was just, like, entry level. Which I did eventually end up working at MAC. So, from doing, like, a bunch of freelance clients and all of that, whatever, I kind of started to build up, like, my reputation, in a sense. Posting everything. That's kind of, like, when the rise of Instagram was happening as well. Everything kind of happened simultaneously. Um, so, I just started posting, like, my clients and um, pictures of my kit and, and like swatches of makeup and just i kind of just like built a little bit of a following from that then i got my job at mac um i was there for a while also such a blessing because i met a ton of artists there that had, had gone through the same thing as me like they tried different careers it wasn't for them and they kind of just like dove into the artist side of them and then i just got to practice on so many people when you're at a counter it's like you see all sorts of people all walks of life all skin tones all ages like really everybody i think that was probably the biggest stepping stone for me as far as like confidence in being able to do someone's makeup and like know, like no matter what you look like i can make you look better you know because a lot of the times that's hard like you don't know like specific tastes or skin types or whatever if you're just practicing on the same type of people like your own family or friends it it can it can box you in so um, and you started all that at 18
1: yeah i started at 18
2: Wow, I started. You're a
1: really focused, eighteen year old. I yeah. was.
2: I, I feel like I go. Th- I've been. I've gone through like phases of my life where I kind of disappear on people. Like I have that um, reputation that I ghost, and it's through those ghosting periods where no one's like hanging out with me, where I'm the most like focused and driven and laser focused, and that's what's like the spurts of time that have like propelled me. You know what I mean? So Does that do make you sense?
1: suggest like for some people that maybe want to refuel? I
2: so think it's important. I think that we get very caught up in like your routine and like, okay, I do this and I hang out with this person and whatever. And if you really want to get to somewhere different, you need to make a radical change, right? Like you need to, if you really want to change where you're at now, you can't continue doing the same things. You have to do something completely different to get a completely different result. If I wanted to continue feeling the way I was feeling, I would have just kept doing what I was doing, waking up, going to school, autopilot, you know? So I had to just make the conscious decision. I different. want a different, outcome i have to do something completely different
1: so this is okay this is when you're telling us your friends were encouraging you at that point like maybe you should start something right and so it kind of like you know planted the seed in you Mm -hmm. but still it wasn't something that you were sure about yet well it i kind of it wasn't that i was sure that i could make a living
2: out of it i was sure that i had to do something different if i wanted to feel happy so I would just some, a lot of the times do it for free. Like I'd be like, okay, I'll do your makeup. And just like that outlet, like that release was like enough to get me going. And then I I just kept chasing that feeling and like that, that feeling of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: But that's how you knew you were doing the right thing because you weren't even charging. So it wasn't a business for you. You were not just passionate while. about yeah, it. Not for a while. Yeah, Definitely.
2: Yeah, I remember doing, like, girls in high school, and they'd, they'd like, get, leave $5 on my dresser. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to. Just take it, whatever. And I would, like, their full face. Um, but, yeah, it was it But was when great. did you start turning it
1: into a business? Because at the end
2: of the day— I think I turned it into, a, like, yeah. a solid business around the time that I was, like, 21, Like, after I left makeup school, I kind of dabbled, whatever. By the time I was 21, I was already, like, charging, like, you know, $60 a face. People kind of knew who I was, more or less. You were more confident, too, I'm sure. I was definitely more confident. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, when you're 18 and, like, you don't really know anybody in this industry or you don't know anybody that does it, you kind of feel like an imposter. You're like, who do I think I am charging? Like, I don't even know if I'm doing this right, you know? So after kind of, like, getting the training and practicing more, I felt more comfortable. And that's such a lesson that I want people to know. It's, like, charge for your time and your work. Like, that is... You're putting your name on something. It's your own journey. Like, you have every right to charge. If someone likes, like, what you did, they'll pay you for it, you know? Like, they're going to pay somebody else. Why not be you? So, that's... Yeah,
1: why do you think we underestimate ourselves, like, in that way? Oh, my God, I don't know, but it's so common. It's almost
2: like we feel bad. Like, oh, I don't want to charge her. It's because you're, like, worried. Like, oh, my God, do they not like it? Or, like, oh, maybe she can't or whatever. And it's, like, you can't... It's You have to be, of course, considerate and conscious of other people. But if they're contacting you where they're looking for a makeup artist like rise to the challenge like fake it till you make it be like yeah I I can do it for sure I remember the first time I charged someone's like oh do you charge like do you do this for a living I'm like "Mm -hmm, yeah sure like
1: (laughs) no idea what you were going to charge them yeah no idea
2: I was like if it comes out good I'll charge like 50 if if I don't like it I'll be like 20 (laughs) like it really but that's how it is I mean that's how it is when you're first starting because you don't know no one gave me like a manual
1: you know right and then you kind of like started like maneuvering through it and then you started freelancing you- and then yeah and then when I was working at Mac I'm like okay people spend $60 on product they get their
2: face done like so they're willing to spend like I kind of saw like what the spending power was and like how much people are willing to you know invest in beauty and to look con- like to feel good and um feel confident so and then after that I went to Glam Squad which is a really cool company they're kind of like I I, love Glam Squad the app yeah they're Mm -hmm. an app so it's kind of like Uber in a sense but for like hair, makeup, nails and I became a Glam Squad artist I loved that so much freedom Um, And then I started working at BoxyCharm. So BoxyCharm is, I think, like the real, real big, like what catapulted me to what I am now. Um, I started doing their makeup for photo shoots because they do like monthly photo shoots for different like every every month they have a theme.
1: Is this the product that you got a box full of stuff? Yes. Yeah.
2: So okay. BoxyCharm is a $21 subscription service. <laughs> so you pay $21 and you get five um, full size items of makeup, like very good quality Sephora brands, Ulta brands, stuff like that. So I started working there in 2015,
1: 16. And you looked for that job or they recruited you?
2: No. So I actually got that job because I was doing, I got hired to do like as a makeup artist once a month. Like just to come in, like they they do that every month. Like, oh, we need a hair, we need makeup, um, we need a videographer, need whatever. So part of like the production crew, um, I had I have a friend named Elette that she had gotten hired there to do influencer relations. So to like contact influencers and um, get them to the try the product. Right. right. So they were like, oh, we need a makeup artist. And she's like, oh, my friend Gabby does makeup. And she showed them my Instagram and then they booked me for that. And then I made sure every single month for the next year I did not turn down that job. Like if they, if boxy had a photo shoot, I was going to be the makeup artist. Cause I was, I always knew like if they hire someone else one time, that's all it takes for them to like her more than me. And then I lost this opportunity. So I remember once I was even in Vegas and I flew home early to do their April campaign. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to like, do not say no to jobs guys. Do not like, that is my number one thing I say is don't say no, open yourself to opportunity. Like you never know what's going to come from it. So for me being consistent and doing a good job and showing up every single month for over a year, when the opportunity arose for them to hire an in-house makeup artist who was good on social media, they already knew me. And when that position came up in a meeting, they were like, what, what about Gabby? Great. So then they called me in for that job. So I came in. It was like a Tuesday. And it was like 12. And they texted me. They're like, hey, we're looking for someone. They want them to start today. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. So I got dressed. I went, whatever. And I literally started that day managing, like, their um, Snapchat and Instagram and, like, stories and stuff like that.
1: So you were their social media kind of manager, in a sense? That wasn't my title. I was um, content digital content specialist. So I kind of <laughs> came up with, like,
2: content ideas for YouTube, stories, all of that. So they do have somebody that, like, plans the feed. You know what I mean? Like, I did, I never had to do, like, feed posts or captions or anything like that. Mine was, like, kind of like the face of it, like the Snapchat and IG story and like who they would see publicly at events and stuff on behalf of Boxy.
1: So you started to become kind of like an influencer.
2: Kind of. Like the influencer, the in-house influencer for them in a oh. way. And yeah. it,
1: was that something that you also had been interested planned. in? Or No,
2: not at all. Like, not at all. But that you were
1: ready for the opportunity. I came. was
2: ready for the opportunity. I knew that I wanted to make something of my life, my career. And, you know, Boxy Charm was, was one of the like biggest rising beauty companies in Florida. So where else, like, this is it. Like if I have the opportunity to work here, I'm gonna work here. And oh, you
1: you need a social media? Oh, I can do that. (laughs) Social media, Snapchat? I'm learning right now. I'll learn it. So Google. Listen, guys, you can totally figure out how to do anything on YouTube. Absolutely, so many free tutorials, everything. And I also I think that it was also
2: like I had a really I was working with a lot of my friends too, like um, that worked there doing other things. So I just felt like comfortable and like we would just like play around on on IG story and swatch products and people like that. They feel like, Oh, I know them or like, it's relatable. Right. And you know, I wasn't trying to like sell you and I was just, you know, being it's in the box and it's cool and it's a good value. And people, you know, resonated with that. So yeah. Wow. I've been on this question for a really long time. <laughs> I am so <laughs> sorry. No, we love it.
1: We're like, no, I, I just think, okay. So then that catapulted a whole nother level for you. You, right. you, you started so that working got me into
2: this industry, like inside, of this industry. So where I can really see and really learn, you know, cause for a long time, when you're first breaking into something, you're like an outsider looking like you're just playing the role, trying to figure out like, you know, what's your space in this industry. So from getting into box charm and getting to meet influencers, getting to like do makeup on people with like a higher following, like just listening and learning and kind of like building my, my strategy in a way. And then, and then I decided I didn't want to work for somebody else which that's kind of like a spoiled thing to say, right? Like, I don't want to work for anybody else. But honestly, I knew like, okay, what's next? Like,
1: how am I going to, how am I going to no, achieve? That's not a spoiling thing to say. I think that's an empowering thing to yeah, say. Yeah,
2: it should be. It, I, and I think it is. But at the time, like just complaining, like, oh, I don't want to take orders. Like, I don't want to do But it's because it's like if you have a vision for something and you have to kind of go by what someone else wants, it doesn't feel fulfilling because you're like, oh, I, I would enjoy this so much more if I got to do it like this. So, um, yeah, just from seeing like how it worked, I learned... A lot from my boss at Boxycharm. His name is Joe. Um, and shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe. Brilliant, super smart guy, and super passionate and very caring and supportive. So after working at Boxycharm for like a year and a half, I told him because I would see how it would work, like how brands would like get in the box. Like they would contact Boxycharm, like, hey, I have this cool product. Like, can we put it in the box? And if Boxycharm liked it, they're like, sure. Like they purchase it at us at a lower price, put it in the box. And then, you know, you guys, whatever. So um, I was like, hey, if I create a product, like, can we put it in the box? And he was like, well, you can create it. And if it's good and like if it passes curation, because like uh, everybody in the t- brand's team has to agree, like if it's going to like be a hit, like a hit for the charmers, if it's going to you know be a good value. It, right? Yeah, they test it. We curate it or whatever. Um so he's like, yeah, if it's good, we'll put it in the box. So just like knowing that I had that opportunity, I, I was like, I got to get to work on this. So um, I had a, always saved money. Like that's something my mom always taught me to do. So I had like the savings that I, I figured, okay, I'll get married with it or I'll buy a house or like so eventually I'll have enough to do this and that. But I was like, I'm going to put it all into the Serena de Caribe Volume 1 palette that I, like, invented. So that's what I did. And then I had friends, um, really, really amazing friends, Lily, Ellie, Siobhan, Bridgette, um, girls that were working with me in similar ways, like one of them is a lawyer, the other one's a social media strategist that saw, like, when I told them what I wanted to do, they were really excited by it, and they thought that I had something. So they all gave me, like, little loans. and um, That's so cool. Yeah, no, it was amazing. So I had enough to, you know, get a graphic designer and get an idea going and make a logo and um you know start contacting the labs and But did you quit at this point or you were still working No, I was still at Boxy okay. Charm, girl. I didn't quit Boxy Charm till after the product Till she got in the box, girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't quit Boxy Charm till but wait, you got in the box, right? Yes, I oh. got, in the, box. I got in the box. Everybody loved the palette. The palette, honestly, is stunning. Um, I brought two of, you, two oh, of them I'm for so you. I'm so really excited. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was it was a beautiful experience. I got to make that that palette with a lot of my friends that work there, too. Like, I would bring samples and be like, what do you guys think of this eyeshadow and, you know, the names. And um, it was so exciting. And, yeah, it was just, like, a really, like, love-filled product.
1: And when it was done, everybody loved it. And, um, yeah. So that's from like the conception yeah. of like starting, like, I want to make a makeup How do you, line, make that how right. do you start? Who okay. do you contact? So
2: I wanted to have my own business. That's like the real stem of it. I wanted to have my own business. I knew that, um, my parents had gone through a lot to get me here. You know, um, like most immigrant families, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into leaving your home and starting a brand new life. And I always had that in the back of my head. Like my whole life, that's been my driving force. Like whenever, like when I wanted to quit college, FIU, like I would have just done it. I'm a very, like, I don't want to say impulsive, but like I do whatever I want. Like if I'm honest. So if, if it wasn't for the fact that I felt guilty and bad for my parents or like responsible for them in a way, I would have been like, bye. Like I'll figure it out. Like I'll, I'll be fine living under a bridge by myself. Like I'm straight. But um, I couldn't do that to my parents. Like, I couldn't. Like, they sacrificed. Are you an only child? I am. Okay. I have a step, I have a stepsister that I, you know, I love as if she were my blood sister. My dad raised her. Um. But, so yeah, so I, I knew I had to do something. And I'm like, who's going to take care of these people? Like, if I don't make something of myself, that's it. Like, What's gonna happen to them? Like they didn't come all this way, to, so oh, then they're I not. That. It's true. Like I think about it all the time. I'm like, they literally gave up all their friends, their family. They had a home there. My dad was a physics teacher. Like he, they had it. They had a life in for Cuba. themselves in Cuba. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm Cuban. Um, they had a whole life for themselves, but they were like, I don't want Gabby to not have opportunity, so we gotta take her over there. So for me to come here and then just chill. And, like, watch TV, like, as much as I would love to, I can't.
0: It was like a slap in the face to him. I think so, yeah.
2: right? Like, that's how it always felt to me. So, I knew I had to do something. I need to start a business. I need to do something so that I can secure the bag, secure my parents,
1: yeah, secure girl, the future. secure
2: that bag. So, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I want to start my own, my own brand. And what is better than, make like, a makeup brand? Like, that's what I know. I'm in a position now where I kind of know how to do it. I kind of have, like, the it's like It's like an opportunity I couldn't pass up.
1: Um... So, yeah. And... What I love is that the name of the brand obviously is very inspired by your family background. Yes. So I named the company
2: Alamar Cosmetics. Um, that's where I was born. I was born in like the projects really in Cuba. It's called Alamar and it's like a part of Cuba where they put like low income families and um, just people that didn't have homes or whatever. They kind of like ga- gifted them those homes in Alamar. Um, so my grandmother was an engineer in Cuba and she worked for the sugarcane industry. And um, after the revolution and everything happened and the embargo and all of that, that industry kind of fell apart. And they kind of just like retired these people and gave them um, like little houses in Alamad. So that's where I was born. And I love it there. That's all I know. Like to me, that's what Cuba is because that's what I know. You know, a lot of people, it's small and a lot of people don't know. But to me, it's like Alamad, like that's Cuba.
1: Is it by Havana? Yeah, it's in Havana. Oh, it's in Havana. Havana. Yeah, it's East Eastern Havana. So it's a neighborhood in Havana.
2: Correct. Like saying hi, in Miami. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I named it Alamar because I just, I was like, what is this about? Like, what does it mean? And it's like, it means me. It means my culture. Where Like, what's the driving force of this brand? And it's my roots, roots, which is Alamar. Jinx. Fun fact, Roots, (laughs) Roots Cosmetics was the other name that I was thinking of for Alamar. But I'm like, oh, it's like, doesn't really, it's not as feminine or like, doesn't roll off like roots, you know? So I kind of, I went with Alamar. It sounds more like. It could be French, it could be Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. and
1: it's right. easy for any ethnicity or right. to say it. Right, Alamar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So if that felt right. Um so And then know. you what? Contact like Scientists, who do you count? So um, who makes makeup?
2: Laboratories, cosmetic laboratories. There's millions of them. I mean, literally everywhere. If you Google it, like cosmetic laboratories in the US, um, in Asia, they're everywhere. So um where I worked at Boxycharm, we had created products for brands before. So like we or helped them collaborate on products. Um so I had kind of we've we had been in talks with like little Um, Labs along the way Um, So before I actually finalized With the lab that I currently use I was going to work with a different one in California I had flown out to California I started my formulas So it's cool, like you book lab time Which you have to pay for most of the time And it's like time with um, The uh, chemist And you kind of walk them through what you want. Like, oh, I want shimmers. I want mattes. I want these colors. And they kind of explain to you, like, okay, well, if you want a burgundy eyeshadow, you could either do it with a synthetic dye. That's not going to be eye safe, technically, but it will be vegan. Or we could use carmine, which is um, derived from, like, beetle, like beetle pigment. So even though it's safer on the skin, it comes from an animal. So it's
1: not vegan. Like beetle
2: beetle? Yeah, like a beetle, like a bug. Wow. No, yeah. That's
1: interesting. No yeah. but, okay, but how about like cruelty-free and all that? So cruelty that So vegan?
2: No. Cruelty-free and vegan are different things. Okay. So um, makeup is cruelty-free as long as it is not tested on animals. And most makeup will be cruelty-free unless the, the brand wants to sell in China. If you sell in China, they require um, products to be tested on animals before it makes it on their shelves. That's just the law. By law. Yeah. So um, a lot of like global brands, like, you know, not to to be shady, but like Mac and Nars and like those big brands that have like global distribution, they're going to have to sell, you know, they sell in China. So a part of it is what's going to get sold over there does have to go through some sort of animal um, testing animal testing yeah so oh, wow. as long as you use a lab that is cruelty free so like the labs that I work with they don't conduct any animal testing they test it on like on each other on themselves like it'll literally be a bunch of people testing a, it, right testing a lip gloss and it's a bunch of women and men trying it on their skin you know taking it home and like writing up um, uh, reviews like, on notes. it yeah mm-hmm. notes like this happened you know this isn't irritating whatever so as long as you're using a cruelty free lab and you're not selling in China you're good. Like, you you know, you're fine. So, yes, my, my brand is completely cruelty-free.
1: And for anyone that may want to start a brand, how do you start vetting for these laboratories? Like, where do you find them? Is there like a... Laboratory directory. Well, or? you can go to a
2: lot of trade shows. So, so there's actually like shows that you can buy tickets for that you can you know look up. They ha- they have them often in Miami. They have them in Vegas. Um, there's one called Cosmoprof. Um, they have them in New York, LA, where it'll be a bunch of manufacturers, a bunch of labs that come up with their newest formulas and they set up little booths and then. Brands or buyers who will go and like meet them all, and like you know, let's say this lab is like, oh, we just we have this amazing new moisturizer ingredient that we source, like we, we could put it in anything, we could put it in primer, whatever. So then you start working with them, like okay, let's take this ingredient that only you have that you sourced and let's put it into like a lip balm and that's why you see these brands that will have like a CBD lip balm cuz their lab probably contacted them and said we have CBD now let's put it in something
1: does that oh, make sense cool. i didn't know that there was yeah, cbd cool. cosmetics. oh yes it's, it's yeah, on there i rise may need things cbd, line to be CBD it's the on you'll the find rise. it too and what what would it like numb your lips or something or like what's the point of having cbd in lip balm
2: that is a great mystery. Is it just a marketing <laughs> ploy? Who knows?
1: Sure, <laughs> like I um, get are To be right? honest,
2: no. to be honest, I don't. I really don't believe that a CBD lip balm will have any real medical. Right. Maybe
1: it plumps them a little bit more. I,
2: I highly. I think it's just like a marketing thing, to be honest, Got or it. or just you know, just because it's a hot. Because it's
1: like a hype, right? Hype. Hype. Yeah, there it's are right.
2: ingredients that are extremely beneficial, and then there's some that I'm like, okay, well,
1: okay, we'll see. <laughs> so as far as your product lines, then you went to these laboratories to create the palette.
2: Correct. So, Reina
1: del Caribe. Reina del Caribe Volume 1. And you knew the colors you wanted, Exactly.
2: Like, I was like, okay, I want, like, what's trending, you know? Like, I feel like blue is going to come in. Like, blue is going to be hot. Like, I can kind of gauge from what is, what has come out and, you know, kind of see like, okay, well, if, Blue is doing really good. It's inevitable. Like, we're going to have a green moment. We're going to have a purple moment. Like, it kind of, you know. So, at that time, I was like, I really want, like, a really strong, beautiful blue. So, Varadero was kind of, like, really important for that palette. And then the first the shades that I knew I wanted were Varadero and El Malecón so if you look at the palette El Malecón is like a goldy green and then in Varadero is like an incredible blue
1: yeah it's like I've a been royal to Varadero and oh, the, yeah, water the water there is so incredible so it's, it's like that, that. Yes. you mimicking that I'm oh, kind of wow, mimicking it.
2: that and it has a like glitter it's beautiful so then I kind of was like okay what shades are going to go around this palette so I kind of built the rest of the palette to like complement those two shades. Um, and I, you know, I wanted uh, warm tone mats. I wanted to make sure I had a transition shade that I had a deepening shade. So I kind of wanted to hit all the bases. Um, I had to be, I had to be sure that every single shade would look good on every skin tone. So um, it was like, every time I would get a sample, I had to try it on like multiple people. Um, I wanted the, the shadows to work well, wet and dry. So, that was another element to it. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of things that you go so back and So you did boy, a lot of research, it sounds like. Absolutely, yeah. How long did it take you? The first palette took me 15 months from concept to being on the website. 15 months.
1: Yeah. So you sell, which is the beauty of our, the market today, is you sell directly to consumers. Yep. DTC, AlamarCosmetics.com, yes. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It has changed the whole the game completely. Incredible. You don't have to go through a distributor. Nope. It's directly to your consumer, mm-hmm. which I think that's why Kylie Jenner is doing so incredible. Has surpassed in like everyone. Everywhere right. because now she has that, direct, you know, obviously influence. But I think that's beautiful because then you're able to like really connect with your consumers, get to know them, mm-hmm. maybe even get some advice from them what they want, what they yeah. really, really want. And
2: you have so much more freedom. Like when you work through a retailer, like if I was in Sephora, which I'm not saying I don't want to be Sephora, just so you know, but if I was in Sephora, it's you have to um, collaborate a lot more. So it's like, okay, what does Sephora want for holiday? They're really focused on glitter eyeshadows. Okay, I got to make a glitter eyeshadow what's their marketing like you kind of have to fit in with what they're doing um it's part of like a retail strategy that every brand so like you when you see a lot of brands launching the exact same thing it's because like uh, you'll see like oh my god everybody's launching a purple lipstick like holographic lipsticks okay it's because the, there's a demand in the retail and the retail kind of tells them all like we want this for fall or for spring whatever when you're DTC direct consumer at home by yourself I can literally wake up and be like I want to make a bronzer that's what I'm inspired. I want yeah. a bronzer.
1: You put a little like a poll on Instagram. Hey guys, what color shade do you looking for? Exactly. You see it and
2: boom, it's made. You use your own group of people as like your own little um Yeah, focus uh, group. Focus group, exactly. And you ask them and you kind of whatever and then you conceptualize it and you make it. And that's that's how I've been able to make my products so I don't have to really Worry about what everybody else is doing I mean you're in your own lane when you're direct to consumer Really because you have
1: way more control Yeah. I think that's so admir- admirable I mean you're so y- How old are you now? I'm 26 Wow now. yeah and look from 18 to 26 You've already mm-hmm. And how have you gotten like your consumer What would you say you describe your consumer as Because I feel like They have to mirror a lot about who you are a as 100%. well.
2: 100% they're me I'm them like it's the same like I, that's why um, a lot of the times, like when I am creating something or when I see a lab, I'm like, I would never wear that, so I would never make that, because I wouldn't buy it. And if I wouldn't buy it, I know my, you know what I mean. I feel like there, my my customer base, like we did like a whole anal- like marketing analysis, and my customer base is like 18 to 24, um, Latina, Hispanic, usually from like New York, LA, Texas, Miami. Like I'm like, oh, so it's me in different places. Okay, so you know, so it's. Which is another
1: important part of a business is knowing your demo. It's knowing your market. It's knowing who you're going to be targeting. But also knowing who you're missing out on like who else can come on right
2: and what I what I really want what I really feel like a lot of people um the people that I feel would connect to my audience well are people in the same age demographic but different ethnicities like I really want like the black community to see my brand and be like oh her colors would look amazing on me like damn that's a bomb-ass blue that's an amazing gold like it's not just about um like the story the product is very um efficient and works really well on everybody um that's why when I made the blood Trios, um, my favorite one of the blush trios is the Dark Deep. It's the most amazing one, and it l- doesn't fit my skin tone. But I'm like, damn! Like, if I put this on a client, she is going to absolutely love her skin. So I want that community to see my product and see the the value in it, and I think that they would really enjoy our content. And the, you know, I'm like, damn! I need to get into that
1: market. <laughs> they would love me, and I love them. Um, but yeah, uh, so you have the product, you have know the consumer, mm-hmm. you're. Selling it to them. Yep. But now you have your team too, right? Yes. So that's important. Yes. And you have created a team.
2: Yes. In in the year that I've been um, doing Alamar, I've I've gotten my team together, which has been what I needed. Um, I have a problem where I, le- I love to work like alone. Like I, I have a hard time asking for help. I admit that, and I'm working on it. So um, being able to like delegate things, and and not even that, just like le- like leaving parts of my brain unoccupied and giving that task to someone that's better at it than me has been incredible. I'm like, dude, finding someone that understands Instagram more than me, finding someone that understands like marketing better than me. Cause I had little bits of knowledge in those things from picking it up along the way. But like my, what I'm truly good at is the makeup, the product and like the final result on a face. You know what I mean? So I keep trying to play the marketing role and the Instagram role and the whatever, but I'm, that's not me. So I'm like, I need to find People that that they're just as good as at that as I am at this, and we're gonna be unstoppable. make your life easier. Yeah, I know we're gonna be unstoppable. Like if I could find girl, like and you know all my team are girls. They're actually all Latina girls. Now that I think about it, girl and powers. my fiance, my fiance Jordan, I um yeah. So yeah, finding people that are just as good at you know what I do, but in their field, it has been incredible. Like they have taken it to a whole nother level, and they've added other perspectives. Like I have, um, I work with Jocelyn, who's Nicaragüense. And my we friend love Lep- Jocelyn. Jocelyn. She was on the podcast yes. before. Chasing card for DM. She's incredible. And she's Nicaragüense. So what does she do for you? She's my social media manager. Oh, awesome. so she strategizes, um, campaigns, um, everything on, that's going to go on the feed and on stories. She's made it so much more engaging. We've grown, so much since she's been with with me, like incredible. I think we've we've grown like twenty thousand followers on Instagram, and she's only been with me like two months, guys. Wow! Yeah, she's insane. She's wow. she really gets it. She understands it. She's exactly what a brand would need. But don't take her from me.
1: She might. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she has multiple clients, Gabby. Yeah, no, share. she does. She has multiple, <laughs> She she juggles so much. I don't even know how she does it. Wow! No, I'm I'm super impressed by you. You're 26 years old and already like running a business. Thank you, guys. So what's any
0: advice that you would give somebody wanting to start their own makeup line?
1: I would say definitely do it
2: 100%. Don't even think about it. I cannot stand people like, oh, but it's so saturated. Who cares? Every market has always, every always market. gets saturated. Exactly. Like it's every single thing. Like, no, it, if you're called to do it, 100% do it. Um, There's room I just, for everyone. Absolutely. And I think that what's important, though, is how you come at it. Like if you want to start a makeup brand, really go out there and see who you would be competing with and what would make you different. So, like, right now, you can't just be like, Oh, I want to start to make a brand. Let me make like three lipsticks and name them like black, orange, red. No, there's already like a thousand red lipsticks. What's going to make your idea different? Find your point of difference and ride that wave. Capitalize on it. Find a segment of people that haven't been touched by that yet, and you're going to be a hundred percent fine. So
0: set yourself aside. Set from yourself else. aside a hundred percent. Don't perfect. and
2: don't worry about like, oh, what's everybody doing? I have to do that. False. Find what's missing. Like, okay, right. man, I've even if it's a small product, like, oh, I've always wanted this type of highlighter, but nobody makes it. Okay, so make it, and then market it in a way that, you know, um, is going to draw people to it the way you've been drawn to it.
0: You know, what are your top three beauty products that women that have very minimal time to get ready in the morning Mm -hmm. should have with them in their purse to do their makeup and be out the door super fast? Yes. I thought about this a lot last night when I saw these, um, Uh, for me, Mm -hmm. I can't live without mascara. Mascara is, is and blush. definitely on
2: there. Yeah. So I would say for me, because I, I, everybody has different needs. I thought when I, when I saw this question, I'm like, damn, like if I didn't have eyebrows, like thick eyebrows, I would say eyebrow pencil 100%. So right? like, it's like, it depends per person. It depends per person. But I would say like just for me, I need like a tinted moisturizer or a CC cream. I use the It Cosmetics CC cream. Me
0: too. It's so, so good. It's
2: so good. And it has 50 um, SPF, SPF 50. Yes. So you're protecting your skin. It's hydrating. It's going to give you coverage. And it's easy to put on, so and that's it lasts like, uh, for forever. Because sure. yeah.
0: I only buy it, it, it comes in a tube, mm-hmm. and I've only buy one every June. I'm not even kidding. No way. Yes. Oh, that's what I'm wearing now. It's my favorite. <sighs> Me too. I'm wearing it. Now. I wear it all the time. time. Yeah.
2: So that is for sure because it's like a like a, a like a three in one type of product. Then I would say to add some color on your skin so you don't look washed out. Blush, for sure, and then mascara. So I'm doing it right. Yeah. that's I love, highlighter. I love highlighter too. But I feel like if like you only have three, like you have to, if for maximum effect, I think it's like even out your yeah. skin, accentuate your lashes and like put some flush on your cheeks so you look like awake and youthful and like you're going to look gorgeous, you know?
1: And I like the simple, natural look. Yeah. Same. As I've gotten older, I, before maybe I would be like, oh my God, I can never go out without eyeliner. And now I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh my
2: God, I was addicted to eyeliner as a kid. Literally. I would hide it in my shoe. I would take black <laughs> eyeliner. My mom didn't let me wear makeup. Um, and I would take eyeliner. She would check my book bag and everything to see if I was like, you was sure it in your <laughs> shoe. I would hide it in my shoe so that it, when I got to school, i go to the bathroom and like smudge black all over my eyes. Yeah, I thought I, I looked know, so cool with well, black eyeliner. Give us makeup tips.
0: What are your makeup tips? Like either contour, like anything, eyebrows, like. Uh, makeup tips. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think
2: a big one that a lot of people don't do that I think makes a big difference is lining your lips so even if you're gonna wear a lip gloss or like a sheer thing like finding a lip liner that's close to your lip color and lining your lips makes them look so much bigger and defined because your, your lips can kind of blend into your face Um and just like giving yourself that definition and over just a little bit
0: so like on top of your lip you kind of yeah, do it like okay. I do it Gabby's on top of my, my lip Yeah, thank you yeah
2: I always make my lips you lip- got CBD on your lips <laughs> you, know, you know I don't but maybe um I know I have the Mother of Pearl gloss um, in the shade Song, but I use like a little like a neutral lip liner underneath to give my like fake my shape. So that makes and people don't won't clock you like they won't know, especially mm-hmm. boys like they have no idea
0: like mm-hmm. at all, you
2: know. So a little lip liner makes a really, really big difference. What else makes it? Be? Oh, my God. You guys use setting spray?
0: I do. I That's use It's So Urban Decay. important. Mm-hmm. I feel like
2: ever since I just. Dis- well, I mean, I discovered it a long time ago, but I use it now like a crazy person. Like I start with it. Then in between layers, you start my with it before yeah. you apply makeup. I do. Huh. So I actually put on like I. I like. Um, I've been using the Too Faced one a lot. The Anastasia one has been amazing. So like I'll put on my moisturizer and then I do like a like a heavy layer of it. It makes like your face more sticky in a way, and everything adheres better. And then it kind of like makes the powdery look go away. So I kind of, like, between
0: every step, just... Shh. So wait, do you do... You said moisturize, sir. What yes. about primer?
2: I'm not a big primer person okay. myself. I haven't found a primer that I think really makes a difference for me. I use it in my kit. If someone has, like, really, really large pores or they're very oily, then I'll use, like, a, a mattifying oil control primer. Um, but other than that, I, for, like, longevity's sake, I have never found a primer that actually... Um, like, lengthens the lifetime of my makeup. That's just me. I feel like that's what a setting spray does keeps it fresh and keeps it looking good. So, I, if I, especially if I'm on set and I'm short on time, oh my God, I'm, there's no primer happening. It'll okay. be moisturizer, some spray, foundation, some spray, powder, some foundation, spray.
0: Foundation spray, found. Okay,
2: got yeah. it. I'm and gonna do this. And, 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 and everything thing. in light layers, like everything in super thin layers built on top of each other, looks so much prettier than like. Four pumps of foundation. Because people are like, okay, I want to cover this up. They slap on like four pumps of foundation. It does not look good. You see the foundation on the skin. It gives you away. And mm. it just makes you look older. You know, like when you can see the foundation yeah. sitting on the skin and you're like, mm, girl, no. Just doing thin little layers. Do you take it down to your neck? I do. Okay. Far down. As far down as I, like I'll spread my beauty blender um, as low as I can go.
0: Is beauty blender a key to everything? It really is, Man. right? Oh okay, God. invest She's in one. She's goals,
2: man. The, okay. the owner of Beauty Blender. That is such an amazing, and no one, in my opinion, has been able to mimic that texture. Like there's so many beauty blender dupes. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like the beauty there's blender. There's like a
1: jillion of them. Like so, countless. don't buy those. Wait, okay. So the beauty blender is a little thing you put yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a little. It took a it's like a little egg. like that sponge. Yeah. Also, yeah. the yeah. oh, there's like one that's called beauty blender. That's mm-hmm. the original. Yeah. It's the OG. It's literally
2: the original beauty blender, and it's that oh. first sponge, and it was iconic. There's nothing like it. People have made billions of them, but there's there's something about like that patented material that she sourced and that you know she patented when she did which genius she's actually latina as well the oh really yeah um she um patented that like exact um material and no one has been able to dupe it it's insane do you wet it you do wet it okay yeah. you wet it you wring it out under the sink so you let it like get soaked in water wring it out really well under the sink so it's damp so then that means that the sponge already has moisture in it so it's not going to absorb your makeup your makeup stays like on the surface of the sponge
0: should I use that for my tinted moisturizer? Oh my God. It's going to change oh, the game. I'm going to go buy it today at Target. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's what I do. I uh, okay. just Yeah. Um. If you want it, uh, Target sells the real techniques ones. Okay. That they're a little cheaper and they're good. They're not as good as the beauty
0: blender. No, I want the beauty blender.
2: The beauty blender, you're going to have to go to Sephora. Okay. Or go. I think Ulta. Okay. As well? Okay. I'm going to get gonna it. I'm going to get
0: one of those too. Yeah. Me oh too. my God, guys, I think I have one of going to change the
2: game. I do my entire makeup with it. I do my foundation, my concealer. Then I use it in powder. So mm. you, I tap it into my powder and I set my whole oh. face with it. You can do your entire
0: face with a beauty blender how long does it last though because i feel like uh, yeah when should you
2: get rid of it yeah i think that you need to wash it often so every time i'm every time i'm gonna like use it again i take it to the sink to wet it but i hit it with soap and i like wash it and whatever so I, i do that every single time i use it and then that same beauty blender will probably last me like two months
0: okay are your lashes real these are my real lashes, yes. How? I'm just wearing mascara. How?
2: They're super t- long. Disguise?
0: What do you do? Do you curl them first? No, I I mean, I
2: usually do, but I have lost my, all the curling, uh, all the lash curlers I've ever bought, I lose them. So I don't, I'm not curled right now. This is just, um, what am I wearing? Oh, I'm wearing the Pretty Vulgar Faux Reels. It's called Faux Reels. It's really good. Mm. So
0: for a girl on the budget, drugstore mascara, which is the best? Drugstore mascara. I used to be obsessed with the Jordana
2: Like did you guys ever try that Jordana? Like I used
0: to do their eyeliner.
2: It's so that mascara is so good. It's like a black tube Mm. with purple font. But you know what's crazy? Drugstore makeup has gotten so expensive. Have you guys noticed that? Yes. Like L'Oreal used to be like an affordable thing. Their mascaras are, like thirteen bucks.
0: Like their nail polishes are like more expensive than like OPI too. Yeah, it's um, crazy.
2: Thirteen dollars for L'Oreal mascara, and mind you, don't I don't think they're not bad. Most drugstore brands are actually owned by like luxury. So it's like they're like they're cheaper alternative, but it's like the same thing. They're just right. like putting it in cheaper packaging and, you know. But um, yeah, so I think I really, I like more like the Mastige brands like um, NYX. Have you guys tried NYX makeup? I have. They're in Ulta and they're more affordable mm-hmm. and they make really high quality stuff. They have a really beautiful mascara. It's called Angel Eyes. It's really, really nice. Also, the one popular one is Better Than Sex too. Yes. I like the Better Than Sex a lot. It flakes a lot. Like it's kind of um, dry. So after wearing it on your lashes for a bit, you get like black powder under your eyes a little bit. Oh, that's not good. But they've worked on it. It's gotten better. But um, there's a drugstore version of that. It's, it's called the Lash Paradise. And it's beautiful. And it's like the same exact Lash thing. I swear Paradise. they I just, just part of that. that I swear they just repackaged it. For nice.
0: Any make- we have a lot of makeup artists that, that listen to the show. Do you have any advice for them? Oh my God. Because it's a very competitive market, but there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. So any advice that you can offer them?
2: I would say work with each other, Um, work with other makeup artists, learn from them. Always like, you know, if someone's like, hey, I need help, I need an assistant, do it for free. Like if you're going to just be home, like do it, learn. You never know who you're going to meet in that, that, you know, that interaction um post your work on instagram even if they say it's saturated or whatever still post it because it's still going to get seen and you do your research like see what's currently trending like what hashtags are working what are people looking up um you know start referring your clients to each other like if you if you do a client and um you know, it goes well, just be like, Hey, if you tell five people to follow me on Instagram and contact me saying that, you know, you told them to follow me, I'll give them $5 off or $10, like build a community of people around you that like all know, Oh, they go to this person. You know
0: what I mean? Like, and a lot of times I'm sure they get contacted to do more multiple make people, multiple makeup for people. And then they'll contact you. Mm-hmm. and then you can work with them yeah. right? and get some extra cash it's that definitely, way or it's a working. lot of the times I can't do it you're just one person so right. a lot of
2: the times I can't do the clients that I want so I have given so much of my work to artists that I've known for a while like you know I'm gonna shout her out I love her um, Makeup by Hazel I don't know if you guys have seen her. She's awesome. She's, she's younger than me. Um, but she started just like me. She started, she was like the Goldman makeup girl. Like when I was like the highly high, she was like the Goldman makeup girl. Um, and she's kept doing it. She's like amazing. And, um, so I give, you know, I recommend people to her all the time. My friend Shayla just have like a network of girls that you guys can share work with each other. And I think that's really, really powerful and important, especially in a, in a industry like Miami. Where there's so many of us, and you know, every, people love beauty and, and looking cute in Miami. Like people of are course. always getting their makeup done. It's so common here. So, and then do things like glam squad. Work at a counter if you can, even if just for a little bit for the practice. I always looked at my time at Mac like getting paid to learn because I it was really frustrating working there. Like I I I mean I love Mac. I'm not talking I'm not talking about Mac or anything, but it's exhausting to work like customer service retail. You know, you deal with a lot of energy, a lot of people giving you a hard time and you're on your feet the whole day and you have to be worrying about making your goals for the day. And they make it more about like sales. But I'm like, okay, if I could just sit down and do someone's makeup, like when people would come up to the counter and be like, oh, can someone do my makeup? Be the one to volunteer and do it Mm -hmm. because you're learning. You're getting paid to learn. Like, that's how you have to look at it. And you don't have to use your own makeup. You're using the counter's makeup. Right. Right. So you're not wasting, you know. Um, so yeah I would give I would say that just try 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 your best to practice as much as possible so
0: what's next for Alomar Cosmetics
2: I think I want to focus now on creating new and innovative products I've gotten very I don't want to say distracted because I don't consider myself distracted but in the last year I've had to like learn and hit myself against the wall so often because it's a lot of things that I didn't think I would have to deal with myself like I kind of thought I would start a brand and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to make all this cool makeup and whatever. But then there's so many like financial things and like, um, marketing and logistical things and packaging fulfillment. So many different aspects to business that I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? A lot of the times I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I get into this? Like, I don't even know. It's a hundred percent worth it, but it's not easy by any means. And a lot of the times, I talked about this on my Instagram stories. Have you guys ever heard of imposter syndrome?
0: Yes, we've talked about it. We, we had a whole episode about, about it. Did oh, you? Oh yes my I god! Am. I
2: recently learned about it because I like googled my symptoms, <laughs> and I'm like, "What is this feeling?" And it happens a lot with women, and it happens a lot with young women, especially. Because you kind of feel like you don't deserve what you're doing. And it's kind of like, did I get here by accident? Like, is what's happening? And I've been experiencing that a lot recently because I've been faced with so many new challenges that I don't know how to do. So I'm like, oh, I must not be right for this job because I don't know what I'm like. I don't know how to do it. And I think it's important for everybody to admit that like none of us do. That's the kind of the gag. Like none of us do. We're kind of just figuring it out. So I want to get myself back to a place where I'm just doing the things that I like which is the product development, the beauty side of it, and then finding people to do all the other stuff that stresses me out. So I want to get it. I want to this year, like this next upcoming year for Alamar, I really want to establish that balance where I'm focusing on what I'm extremely good at and leaving my not so strong points to people that can handle that and just keep making amazing products, keep expanding. We have some retail opportunities um, in the works with some exciting retailers that I actually think, um, are like the future of beauty, you know. So I'm excited about that, and yeah, just just keep working, keep doing what I'm doing, keep figuring it out. So, what are you the most proud? You know, you've been doing a lot. What am I the most proud of that I've that I've? Uh, yeah, I don't even know. It, it, like, would you believe me if I told you that it's been a blur? Like, I don't. What have I accomplished? I don't know. You, what have you accomplished? I know, are you no, 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 me? I know, ugh, okay, no. I know. Okay, I know. I know the
1: Take whole a brand <laughs> of that <Kavassier> girl. <laughs> I
2: know the whole brand. I know. I get it.
1: But like, it's all. It goes by so fast, guys. I don't know. But but you know what? Maybe slow down and take it all in and be like, damn, I, you know, I'm killing it. You know? You are killing it. Twenty six, Yeah.
0: You have that's your admirable. whole life
1: again ahead of you. But I think that's, you know, you're so ambitious that sometimes you're like, I want more, I want more, you know. But it's like,
2: am I ambitious? Because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. Okay. But that's
0: normal. I that comes in sleep. waves.
2: Yeah, it comes in waves. Comes in waves. guys motivate. like everybody, I, I feel like sometimes. I like have, that you're being real about it. Oh, 100%. It like, I could be like, here, yeah, I'm a boss ass bitch. I do this. I wake up. Sometimes <laughs> I don't want to do any of I it. Love you. I don't want to do any <laughs> right? of it.
1: It's so cute. Thank <laughs>
2: you, guys. I, I, sometimes I don't want to do anything. And I feel like I'm not doing enough. And then I feel like I go through these spurts of like intense work mode where I'm like, I don't want to see anybody. I just want to... And then I'm like, who am I? I want to go under a cave. But
0: that's the thing. You're a very creative person and you got to give yourself more credit for that because what you need to do is recharge yourself and that's when that comes in. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I felt like that... the I went on a vacation recently and I like... I took... I was like, let, let me... Let this be that. Like, if at the very least, even if I'm not, like, jet skiing and doing all these crazy fun adventures and, like, exploring a cave and, like, whatever, I'm like, just chill. Just sleep. W- listen to your body. If you want to... Just do what, what feels right so that you can get back to, like, your normal self. Because um, since I started Alomar, to be honest, I feel like I've, I go through spurts of, like, not being my normal self because I'm like, who is... I'm, I'm fitting into, like, this new role of, like, CEO and whatever that I've never done before. So... Yeah, I can't be too hard on myself for not
1: knowing what I'm doing, right? No, and I think you're you should be proud of that you're doing cuz there's so many people that exactly. have it in their heads and they're like, okay, I really want to do this but they haven't executed. Exactly. And this same feeling that I have, I've noticed that all my friends
2: have. All of my friends We have it too. Yeah. Uh, no matter where you're working, whether it's you know, I have friends that work in banking, in in, in um, higher education, like admissions, in bartending, none of us feel like we're doing what we're supposed it's so crazy. Like none of us feel like like it's enough. Like it's the right thing mm. almost or like if I'm am I doing it right or like it's just that fear of like in five years is this what I'm you know? But that's like a completely normal part of life, but it's it's you can't let fear stop you from doing it that's kind of the point like I'm I'm afraid every single day but I'm still gonna run you know I'm not gonna give up good well I think that that's the takeaway Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that should be the takeaway 100% the fear is normal if you want to be a makeup artist if you want to start a brand whatever I feel the same fear you feel right now but that should never stop you from trying like I I'm I feel the same feeling you have, but I, do, I still have a makeup brand, you know? So you could still take the same feelings, but you could be a makeup artist. Like you could still have the success and still have that feeling. Yeah. I think we always work
1: through fear. We're always like, and, and fear propels you. It does. If you because, let it, you can I let mean, it paralyze you. Right, it could be paralyzing, mm-hmm. but, I've done so many things th- through fear, and then I'm like, oh damn, I went through that. Okay, okay, yeah, I survived I that. It's I crazy. could do something else. Like, bring it on. Exactly. 100%. But sometimes it's you know, it's not gonna always be like, oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Oh, never. You know? It's those those feelings of like, oh, I got like that's rare.
2: Like the, those feelings of like. Sheer, just like I'm sure That's so rare, you know yeah. There's always a little bit of doubt We just have to push through it I mean,
1: even doing our podcast I mean, we started with knowing nothing, nothing About podcasting nothing. Now we're pros Like we can fix equipment It's, it's incredible like it's, 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 it's crazy And like, you guys have been so consistent too And and, and that's important And so important Even if you are doubtful Even if you are fearful mm-hmm. Even if you don't know what's next You still have to keep going 100%.
0: That's so. what I'm most proud of. Just because it's it's tough to be consistent every single week with something and because life life gets in the way. yeah. And sometimes you don't you don't want to leave your house or get out of bed, but you there's a purpose. And we have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. That's we incredible. Have we
1: have issues. We I mm-hmm. mean, oh, I mean, we damn near 40, girl. We go, shit fucking yeah. breaks down, you know, <laughs> oh, in our no, bodies. I mean, it's just <laughs> It's too Having the mental energy, like the capa-
2: like the mental, like to take your weekend yeah, to do this, it's pr- I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, it really but, is. It's but incredible. you know what
1: fuels us is women like you, exactly, uh, and
2: vice versa. I'm like, damn, why am I complaining? Like, look at these girls that do so much more, and like they're alive, like they're not. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're all gonna live, we're, we're all, all, gonna, all. Like, we <laughs> gonna live, and today, they're killing honey. it, and they're happy, and you know. And sometimes I'm like, oh my god, like it's so much, but I'm like, it's not gonna kill me. It's gonna make me stronger. No. It's gonna make the next challenge easier. You keep
1: doing it because this is gonna inspire so many people thank just you. this episode alone yeah oh, you're gonna you get guys. so many DMs sure. I, hope so.
2: I hope that at least one girl is like you know what I am gonna be a makeup artist or you know what I am gonna try to start my own business or at least do the research start invest, like just take a step towards it and even if it's not makeup anything there's so many cool careers like, there's so many people that feel like they don't fit into, like, the typical, like, what I didn't fit into. I felt like I don't fit into, like, this, like, okay, I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to get a degree, and I'm going to do it. It didn't fit for me, and I kind of had to, like, make my own way. And if one person can be like, shit, I'm not really fitting right now. Let me do something
1: else, then that's uh, incredible. That's all we could ask for, really. Exactly. So tell everybody where they can buy your product, where they can get in touch with you. Oh, well, our
2: products are available at alamardcosmetics.com. You could also follow us on Instagram at alamardcosmetics. We're pretty much alamardcosmetics everywhere, except on YouTube. I kept my personal YouTube page, which is Gabby T.MUA. And can you spell that though, because it's spelled a little different. Yes, it is. It's G-A-B-Y-T-E-E-M-U-A. And um yeah, you can you can check us out there. And your Instagram? My handle is the same, Gabby T M U A. And then the Alamar one is Alamar Cosmetics. Perfect. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys you so Gabby, much. so much. It was, was being fun, here. right? Yeah, it was fun. I feel like I talk so much like that I
0: just like blah, But blah, I feel blah. like we can talk another hour. I think we could too. We <laughs> could um, well, for we sure. need to just bring you back. I'm yeah. For the next down. line.
2: For the next line. Yeah. And yeah, we could talk
1: about other um skincare. Yeah. Another, skincare is very important so Other aspects
2: of it. To, yeah. Like if they if you guys want to talk about like another aspect of like owning a business, like what I've had to learn without having any experience. Because here I talked about something I actually knew how to do, which was the makeup part, but I've had to learn things I do not know anything about. Right. Yeah. So
0: Perfect. Yeah. We're gonna do that. We're keeping you to it. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh yeah.